0: Another big part of 6th Gen, because it's filled with patriots, everybody wants to do their part to make the nation more secure, to fight against its adversaries, right? But they wanna do so doing what we call spicy work. And that's what we know motivates our workforce, right? They, they wanna know that you're not only in the mission, but they're gonna do something that very few folks are in that in that industry. And they know that that spicy work is going to make an extreme impact when when successfully implemented to protect our nation and its allies against the adversary.
1: Welcome to
0: Security Cleared Jobs, Who's Hiring and How, the podcast for cleared professionals looking for new opportunities and career advice. We go behind the scenes with recruiters and hiring managers from leading cleared employers to uncover the information you need to make a smart career move. Get ready for insights from this week's guest and your hosts, Kathleen Smith and Rachel Bozeman.
2: Welcome to another episode of Security Clear Jobs, Who's Hiring and How? I'm Kathleen and I'm joined in our control booth by my fabulous co-host, Rachel.
1: Rachel, how are you doing today? You know, just living the dream, but ready to do this podcast thing. Yes, folks, we don't charge for the rhyme.
2: (laughs) So today is guest Sean DeVroot and you're the Executive Vice President
1: of Cyber at 6Gen. Welcome to our show today.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Yes, we are super excited you're here. And I know you have had quite the distinguished career starting with the FBI before joining 6 Gen, and just transitioned out of the agency just a couple months ago. So would you mind just sharing with us and the listeners a little bit more about your background and how you ended up where you are today? I believe you call it being out in the wild.
0: Yeah, so I spent 20 years... In the FBI and particularly in the National Security Clandestine Operation Mission that included many, many years of in the terrorism mission. I'm a product of the nine one one generation in the United States intelligence community. Obviously, most of us were fighting terrorism for quite a while after 911. And then transitioned over to counterintelligence operations, particularly targeting China in the cyber sphere, and then ultimately landing Related to that, to all things cyber for the FBI in my last couple of years before I transitioned out. And then before that, I was a I was a trial prosecutor. So, you know, lots of A type personality, you know, um, hard charger. So for me, when I was looking to transition out after a 20 year career and, you know, I'm not getting any younger, it was I knew it was going to be extremely hard to fully replace that adrenaline rush and impact that you have for so many years uh, in national security, we call it in our, our USIC operative terms, going out of the wild in terms of the private sector. And we say the wild because we're, we're used to coming from a very regimented discipline. Everything's got rules and policies and there's steps A to Z, you know, out into the private sector where not that they don't have rules and policies, but it's just different, right? It's everybody has a different angle. Uh, Getting into that market. So, all of us have a lot of trepidation going out into the wild, not only because we're trying to replace that adrenaline rush, but also you just, you're not really sure, right? It wasn't your decisions weren't based on a business model before. Now they're based on the decision model, but also trying to touch the mission. So, I I needed, I I knew I needed to keep that in my bloodstream. So, I had to find a company that had both the mission concepts that I could be motivated for and then have that culture that aligns with mine, that hard charging culture. So, I found that company with 6 Gen on both counts, mission and that culture.
2: So what is Six Gen's primary focus as a company in the cleared community? I mean, we are so fortunate on this podcast to be able to talk to so many companies that support the mission in many different ways. But it's always also interesting to me that each company carves out a specific niche. So what would you say is a specific niche that you are focusing on at 6 Gen that gives you that hard-driving adrenaline but also supports the mission?
0: So 6Gen prides itself that it does a unique set, kind of a trifecta. Powerful cyber products, expert cyber services, and then unified cyber solutions, as we call it. But really what that means for us in this industry is red teaming vulnerability assessments for both the public and the private sector and certainly with the public sector we're talking about the intelligence community department of defense uh, CISA, and then second tier would be what we call cyber mission support or cyber mission advisory support for the intelligence community and for the department of defense and then that third tier is what we call commercial support operations things that the private industry with all its innovation and investment in, in tools and innovation can bring to the public sector to put them ahead of the adversary. So those three mission sets are not only what sets 6 gen apart because it's very hard to get all three of those things combined in one company, but at the same time still be very specialized and be some of the best in the world in those genres. And that's exactly what lured me to 6 gen versus going to a larger company or top 50 or whatever else you want to say.
1: I love they were able to lure you over. We would like to talk just a little bit about some of the different opportunities that you're currently hiring for. So what are the type of cleared positions that SixGen is currently hiring?
0: Sure. So quite a few actually, but let's focus on the primary jobs and that's offensive cyber operators or advanced cyber operators. Uh, If you see over here over my shoulder, that's our advanced cyber operations team's emblem. Uh, so we we take a lot of pride in those cyber operators, threat intelligence analysts, program managers over the various accounts, system engineers, uh, exploitation analysts, reverse engineers, and then kind of intertwined in all that is vulnerability researchers. Uh, so those are the primary job series. It's it's quite a few, obviously, because we are mostly in that cleared space, uh, and we we love all those job series because we melt all those job series in being the best in the business in that offensive or slash red teaming vulnerability space.
1: I love it. And you know the next question's coming because it's what everyone wants to know. (laughs) Where in the heck are they located? And dare I ask, are they remote, hybrid? What, What kind of options exist for those different amazing opportunities?
0: When you're in the national security space, naturally, most of those jobs are going to be in the D.C. metro area. What we call, from my old hat, the two corridors, the Fort Meade corridor, right, which is on the Maryland side or, as we say, north of the river. And then the Dulles Corridor, as we say, south of the river in the D.C. metro area. But that's a combination. That's not just work in classified Skiff spaces. That's coming and going from Skiff spaces, certainly. Uh, there is some remote, remote work involved in that, certainly on the development side, uh, on the vulnerability assessment side, the red teaming side. The, oftentimes, we're developing code and tools and exploits outside of the SCIF, but then maybe we, we're going inside the SCIF. To execute those red teaming operations. So there are lots of remote opportunities that the, the nature of the work lends itself to that, but inevitably and invariably the clients are inside SCIFS. Uh, so there is always going to be a percentage of that work inside the SCIFS. But we're mindful in 6 gen that there is a high burnout factor when, when that's going on, right? So what we do is we rotate folks off, you know, between in the skip, outside the skiffs rotating them to different projects, keeping them fresh, sharp, and challenged. But plus, the nature of how we do our business here is you're you're rotating through multiple uh, projects uh, and clients because it's our way to make you kind of touching all aspects of the business, both on the operator side and on the dev side. We combine DevOps together. Uh, our R and D shop, uh, even where our public sector stuff reaches over to the to the commercial sector, there is little segues in there as well. So we can pop over to a commercial client, but the, some stuff that we're doing for that commercial client is related to the national security work. So, but it's a way to keep them fresh. But it also it gets them out of you know rooms without any windows. Uh, to, you know, doing some remote work or maybe seeing some different faces, right, and different types of cultures. Uh, So that rotation on different projects in different clients, I think, keeps everybody fresh.
2: And that sounds great because that is one thing that we have been learning over the last year and a half of the podcast is that a lot of people are addressing that the work-life balance is very important to our cleared community. We do work very hard to support the mission, but there is a certain amount of the work that really needs to be done inside the SCIF. And I love hearing someone talk about red teaming and blue teaming, but you know that's my hacker side. Anyway, so... Another really great thing is I hear that Six Gen has a lot of their employees are former military or that they've worked in the intel agencies. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? I mean, how many of your colleagues have come into the wild with you, and, and what's that experience all
0: about? Six Gen was started. The CEO Ethan Dekrit, uh he's former army. He was former special forces on the data science hacker side. So the founder of our company is a former. Uh, he's a veteran, and he takes a lot of pride in it. Our entire C-suite, with the one exception of me, is a former military veteran. I'm a former USIC veteran, I'm USIC operative, but the, the other you know, members of the of the C-suite are all veterans. That camaraderie in the veteran community helps us, right? It helps us hire, it's a strong network. Uh, and when you hire from the from the veteran community, you, you you already have that sense of mission. You have veterans that have been involved in the mission, and they want to be a part of it, just like I was coming out as a USIC operative. Uh, so that that network is not only so strong; they talk amongst ourselves. So we recruit within those networks because we just came from there, right? So it's a huge it's a huge draw. So there is well over ninety percent of the company is veterans. You know, and then if you add in the former USIC operatives, you know, it's almost exclusively the entire company Uh, that we take great pride in that because that's where we want to align that culture. We want people that are super passionate about the mission. We want them to be the best at their trade, and then we're going to reward that with an incredibly collaborative atmosphere in which we're trying to constantly innovate and be pioneering in that offensive slash red teaming slash vulnerability space. Something
1: that I heard um, from a little birdie uh, was that something that really take a lot of pride and it's really a pillar of focus in the company is employee retention. And a key element to retention is making sure you have a culture worth staying for. So what makes folks want to stay at SixGen?
0: From the top down, we designed a company that we would have wanted to work for when we were still in government, right? So Ethan, our CEO, uh, he essentially founded the company because he was when he left government and he went into the contracting, you know, industry. When he first came out, uh, he he constantly was confronted with companies who didn't prioritize the employee. He had exquisite skill sets, but they didn't necessarily value the employee. And that was a driving force why he decided, decided hey, okay, I'm going to set up my own shop. I'm going to show the rest of the industry how we take care of employees and still be the best in the trade right? And still be passionate about the mission. So in our field in cybersecurity, learning is not only required, we enjoy it, right? And the cyber community is constantly trying to innovate, try new things, push the envelope. Uh, and the key is when you have a culture like that, you, you know, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You want to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you because you want to constantly you know, push yourself to be on that that tip of the spear. Uh, another big part of 6 gen because it's filled with patriots, everybody wants to do their part to make the nation more secure, to fight against its adversaries, right? But they want to do so doing what we call spicy work. And spicy work, and I know Kathleen's going to smile, spicy work is that you know that on the outer edges, that, that advanced cyber operation that goes into the offensive cyber and that's what we know motivates our workforce, right? They, they want to know that you're not only in the mission, but they're going to do something that not, very few folks are in that in that industry, and they know that that spicy work is going to make an extreme impact when when successfully implemented to protect our nation and its allies against the adversary. So, I, I think that that positive culture for innovation taps into our employees' you know self actualization. Uh, it gives them a real sense of belonging, a sense of mission, right? And then we also do a number of other things to take care of our employees. When you put all those things together, you want to come work for Six Gen, the tip of the spear.
2: Yes, you're talking about the spicy work, the purple work. the. And I think this is one thing that I'm always challenged with. People think that working in the government contracting field or working to support the mission is boring. I'm um, like... It is not boring. This is about making the world, you know, a safer, better place. So yes, that wonderful, spicy work. Thank you for bringing that up. You bet. So talking, um, you know, we talked about retention. We talk about culture. And I, you just touched on it as far as this really great work that we're working on on the edge sometimes. If you have a candidate that you're, you know, cultivating to come work for Six Gen, why would they say yes to six Gen over one of your competitors?
0: It's three things. It's our mission. It's our culture. I know we talked about this a little bit, but I'll expand on it. And it's the fact that we invest in our workforce, kind of why Ethan went on his own many years ago to create, to create his own company. And that first, when you, when you talk about the mission, I know we talked about it already at length, you know, that red teaming, that spicy stuff, that that, you know, that makes people want to get up in the morning and go to work because it's not work. They're going in to solve a problem, to create something new and innovative. So the fact that that, that, that mission drives them and they can be in that atmosphere that are constantly challenged with those with those new projects, that's a difference maker, right? It's not just the full, whole array of IT work. This is very narrowly focused, tip of the spear, innovative stuff. Our culture, Right. Our culture here in Six Gen is we have, it's technical and it's interpersonal perspectives. We shared those two things together. We work together as a team, get to know each other's families, right? But also it doesn't matter if you're the lowest level operator up to Ethan at the CEO and the guy, guys and gals in the C-suite. Everybody goes in a room when there's a new problem and spitballs it right and then we come out and, and hopefully have two or three options on solutions and then we run off and start working on it so there is no huge cultural divide between the c-suite and the operators because that's what makes us more agile uh, and then lastly we invest heavily in our employees what do we mean by that it, it's outstanding health care benefits it's outstanding 401k it's wellness programs and opportunities to share own shares in the company Right. To be a part of the company that you're working for. Uh, And then that constant training. Right. Which is in our world here in the cyber operations field. Training is everything. Right. That we encourage our folks. We push our folks. Get to the next training. Get to the next certification. Push the outer limits. Right. We're going to pay for it. Go get it. Right. We want because we want to we want to dangle you with that new skill in front of the client saying, hey, have you ever thought of going into this particular space? We have a tool that we're kind of toying with in R&D. We think this might help in this particular problem set. Uh, and that just it, it, it fosters that sense of, hey, not only it's not a job, right? You're, you're not just going to work. Right. It's being a part of this intellectual club. That's actually helping solve the world's problems, and it makes me fired up. And I'm, you know, I've only been here three months, uh, but but Ethan and I talk every day, and 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 uh, I'm excited to come in
1: that is just amazing. And it's all spicy and exciting and wonderful. And I know you've gotten the listeners all rearing to go, but I think you are the perfect example of someone that can give you know credible advice on how someone that's transitioning, whether it's from an intel agency or maybe transitioning out of the military, what can they do to best prepare themselves? It is a transition. It is the wild out there. So what kind of advice can you
0: give there? Absolutely. So first thing I would tell, and, and I've talked, Talk to folks all the time. Is you need to make sure you skill up, as we call it in the industry, right? When when you're still in your position, you want to make sure that you're you're getting out there and you're getting that training. You're you're, you're trying to gravitate towards something in your agency that's in certain spheres in this in this industry, right? So you want to be exposed to it. You want to get those key kind of those key certifications that show your acumen. You know that's OSCP, uh, RTO one and two. PNPT, right? Those are some of the things that, that all of our folks here have. Uh, or if they didn't have it, we make sure that that they had opportunities to get there. Other uh, the things that I would tell folks is you need to find people that can help, help challenge you, help support you, help get you into the particular things that you know are very relevant out here in, in the wild. I love that we keep saying that over and over again. It makes me proud every time we say it. Uh, and the thing, last thing, and I tell this, and there's a lot of people make this mistake, you network before you leave. You make sure that that network is strong before you leave. You don't just, you know, you've had enough, pack up your bags, put in your letter, have your retirement party, right? Or you know, if you're leaving, if you're younger, and then say, oh, I'm going to figure it out. Do not do it that way. You use the network that's out here. That's why that we pull from the, from the vets, right? The, the vets are still in or talking to the vets that are out here. Every day, every week. Sometimes we even bring them in here, right? It's, it, we understand that we're not hiring you this year. or Next year, we're hiring you in year three, but we want you to. We're going to keep cycling you through here. See what we're doing, right? What What are our folks doing? What What does that work look like? Uh, and of course, sometimes we're involved with those vets while they're still in with the work that we're doing, right? So they they're seeing it on the other side. So, uh, additionally, we have this. We're We're a part of the Skill bids program, right? So even when you're you know, not as skilled, we, you can join that skill bridge program, and we'll make sure that we, we get every skill bridger we work with to transition them from, you know, lower levels or intern or to ultimately a full time employee to ultimately a more advanced hacker.
2: And how can folks get in touch with people at SixGen?
0: We have an email address careers at sixgen.io, right? So you can always send a message in there and you're going to get a response. Uh, and then our two recruiters, Kristen Murray uh, and Haley Paul. Uh, and Kristen Murray's email is Kristen, uh, K R S T E N, dot Murray at sixgen.io. dot Haley, H A Y L E Y. So Haley.Paul, Paul, P A U L, at sixgen dot IO. Uh, those are two main recruiters. Those are the ones, I mean, they are super responsive. They're cyber centric. They know how to talk the talk uh, and they're, they're very positive. And, you know, you think that I'm, you know, full of energy and motivating. Uh, Kristen and Haley are pretty darn good at that too.
1: That's wonderful. So that brings us to the end. And I think we would be remiss if we didn't say, first and foremost, thank you for all the work that you've done, whether in the courtroom or through the agency or out in the wild to keep this country safe. Most appreciated and truly appreciate Mm -hmm. you just spending a little bit of your time with us today. Hopefully it wasn't too painful because I know I sure learned an awful lot.
0: Thank you so much for having me. And I, you know, I love talking about this stuff. So uh, it's been a real pleasure.
1: So Sean is working on
2: really exciting, fascinating part of the cleared community. As we were talking, the spicy stuff. I just love that he talks about things on the edge, uh, working in cybersecurity, red teaming, making sure that doing the critical work to protect our country and support our mission. I'm just really excited about all the things he had to offer. But Rachel, what did you enjoy about our chat today?
1: I absolutely just adored learning a little bit more and just seeing the excitement that Sean had. He's had such an incredible career, whether it was in the courtroom or working for the FBI, um, and just had all of this excitement in those different careers. And to see that same passion translate over and just hearing the things that the organization is doing to make sure that they're taking incredible care of their employees, that they not only care about hiring the right talent, but retaining the right talent by doing the right things. I thought was just exciting. So thanks for spending a little time with us today. Make sure you get out there and follow the show. And until next time, we'll see you later.